0: hello witches and welcome back to another episode of the basic witch as always i'm cassie wow what a fucking week like i feel like every time that i start this podcast episode like every time not just this episode like every episode i'm like wow what a fucking week and then i whine about how fucked up my week has been But this week, let me just tell you, it has been fucked up, fucked up, fucked up. So, um, yeah, if you guys remember last week, I was telling you guys I've been sick with this, um, sinus stuff since like May, or probably before that actually. But I was whining about it, and I was telling you guys that it's definitely not COVID. Well, it's it's not COVID, because I've been tested three times this week. Uh, because Travis tested positive. So, Wednesday of last week, we, um... Went and got him his first uh, dose of the vaccine, which I think I told you guys about on the podcast last weekend. And Monday, he started feeling like shit. Well, turned out he was exposed the day after he got his first shot. So um, he didn't feel good Monday, and he went to the health department, got tested, and sure enough, he is positive. I went the next day and got tested. I am negative. Um, I'm showing no signs, no symptoms besides my fucking sinuses that, like I said, I've been dealing with since fucking May or before that. But um, no, I am good. So um, I've been re- I've returned to work like normal and everything. But he is not. So yeah, that's what's been going on. So. It's been a little crazy, because if you know us, or you've gathered from me talking about us all the time, we don't spend time apart. So this has been kind of hard. We're still in the same house, obviously, like I've been, like I'm, I'm negative, I have no symptoms other than my sinus crap. But, um, just trying to, you know, not get super close, just in case. But it was crazy, because I really thought with my, um, immune system being as fucked up as it is, I really thought I would be the one to get it. Even though I was... Uh, vaccinated, but the vaccine worked, and I did not get it, and we we're we we're good. I mean, we're still in the same house, and we're still by each other and everything. But to all accounts, we're we're good. So, yeah, uh, work's been intense. We've had so much going on. These storms that came through um, this past Friday night, Saturday night, Friday night, um, hit one of our sister stores, and I think it was pronounced Leechville, Arkansas. And the store manager um, did not make it out, so the store manager in, in Leechville, Arkansas, lost their life in that tornado. So, we can just take a moment um, for that manager and their family. And it's pretty heartbreaking that uh, someone lost their life, you know, from a tornado at work. And I know that happens often. I know that the Amazon plant in St. Louis got hit as well. I believe it was St. Louis got hit as well. And uh, some people, I'm pretty sure, lost their lives there. And a few other dollars in stores actually got hit too. So it's really crazy. It's like the tornado had a thing out for um, for shops, <laughs> retail places. But it's just insane. This was like a record tornado, guys. It. Like, it literally was on the ground for, I think they said like 250 miles or 230 some miles. It spawned across many, many, many states. There was a picture that flung up from Arkansas, was picked up in the tornado, and was found in Indiana. Like, the picture left the residence in Arkansas, and the tornado carried it all the way to fucking Indiana. Like, that is intense. It's very sad, it's very scary. And it's heartbreaking for those who uh, lost their lives and lost their homes, lost everything. So, my heart goes out to them. And if you have any um, powers (laughs) or any vibes that you would please uh, send to them or, you know, send some healing vibes, that would be awesome. So, this week we are finishing the... This will be part two of um, opening your sensitivity or your psyche up. I hope you guys all got a chance to kind of listen last week and understand what I was talking about. Maybe practice a little. I know it's intense. I know it's scary. I know it's um, very intimidating to, to think about and to just dive into. But honestly, you just have to. You have to stop being afraid and just dive in and go. Trust in your gut is one of the hugest fucking parts of witchcraft in general because you have to just believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, then nothing's gonna fucking work. I mean, it's not because you're gonna second guess all of it anyway and be like, oh yeah, that didn't actually happen. Because that's just coincidence and it's just not how things work. How it's going to work. It's just trust your gut, trust yourself, believe in yourself, and it will be. So noted to be. So no, so yeah, um, last week I was, I actually was really excited doing that one because it was a nice refresher for myself to, um, remember to tell myself to (laughs) follow my own advice. Um, we talked about that. I, I have a really bad habit of telling you guys all these wonderful things and giving you guys all this great advice and then not listening to myself. So yeah, that is, um, gotta stop for me. And I'm working on it. I am working on it. So before we dive into all that, uh, I did want to share with you guys. I got my Mindful Souls box this week. And this was the first one I was a tad bit disappointed in. And I know I probably shouldn't be. But I was a little disappointed. It just was not as good as what I usually get. And I think I would like it better if the jewelry that I got wasn't gold. I think I'd be way more excited. But I just am not a gold person. I've always been silver... The only gold piece I ever wear religiously is the um, wedding band that I have on my right hand. It was my uh, grandfather's wedding band. So, I do wear it all the time. Other than that, I don't have a whole lot of gold pieces. I've never bought a gold piece, I will say that. Um, I've been gifted many gold pieces. I have many gold pieces that come in my boxes that I get monthly, but I've never actually bought a gold piece, but this month I got in my, my both souls, it's a raw selenite wand, but it's got a gold chain and a gold, I don't even know what you would call, it's like the casing that holds it in, I'm just not a gold person, like rose gold, fucking love it, copper gold, fucking love it, gold gold, ugh, so, I don't know, I guess I'm just whiny, but it's okay. I will find use for it, I will wear it, or maybe I'll just use it as a pendulum, because that would work too. Because actually, I mean, it's really pretty, it's just, I don't like gold, and it's, it's not like a calm gold, you know, because there's a difference, there's, like, calm gold, just like, you know, regular gold, like, you know, not flashy gold, and then there's, like, fucking gold, like, in your face, fucking gold, like, blam, blam, look at me, gold, and I, I can't do it, and this one is gold, like, look at me. Flashy, flashy gold, and it's just way too much. So, I'm a little bummed about that, but it's okay. We will make it work. We will. Other than that, I was just, I don't know. I got a ring, which was, the ring was really pretty, but I also got a ring in my, nope. The ring was in my uh, other box, wasn't it? Yeah, the ring came in my, because that one came too. Uh, goddess provisions, Yeah. The ring came in my God's provisions, along with this coconut dream, dark chocolate caramelized coconut milk bar, like I'm not even sure, and some kind of candy. I guess I, I'm not sure. It's I'm not got a chance to really sit down and and really absorb everything I did get. It's really cool candle though. That's called icy glow, clove and eucalyptus. And I'm pretty sure there's little chunky crystals in it. So I always like crystals in my candles pretty cool pretty cool yeah so that's where i'm at um i did go christmas shopping with my mom today which she may wear a mask in the in the car the whole time which is fine because you know she's older and i um, want to make sure she's protected there's no chance i care anything from me to chat tra- or from travis to her she is fully vaccinated and everything but you know better safe than sorry but the woman almost fucking killed us driving like oh my god she should not be driving It was pretty intense. It was really fucking scary because she just is dangerous as fuck. And I didn't feel like driving, so I wasn't about to be like, Hey, Mom, let me take over. Yeah, no. But the woman needs to not fucking drive anymore because, holy shit, it was fucking bad. But it is what it is. (laughs) But other than that, I really did. We had a good time. We bonded Um, because I have so much emotional um, stress tied to... uh, that and her i wore my new tiger's eye bracelet that came and i fucking loved it um it also came in my mindful souls box now it does have gold in it but it's got raw pieces of um not raw but small tumble pieces of tiger's eye with it and it's fucking cute i'll post pictures in the facebook group it's more of a calm gold it's not a gold it's it's more calmed down so i you know i was pretty happy with it i like it and it did its job today it it protected me from the emotional shit that I knew was about to happen, so I, I was pretty happy and pleased with it. It did its fucking job. So yeah. I'm quit rambling and we will get into part two. to recap last week, we talked about, um, make sure that you're creating a calm environment for yourself. You're, you are surrounding yourself with the tools that you need. And these tools could be, um, different crystals. Um, like, uh, Labosazul, Labradite, Lab, I'm going to stop fucking speaking. Cause you know, I'm fucking these up. They're on last week's episode. I'm not going to repeat them all because... I'm going to fuck it up. I do highly suggest soda light, though. Not just because that's the one that I could not fuck up pronouncing. But because I actually... Trite and true. Well, and so does the Labradite, though. They both work really good to help with that. So, those two are, like, my, my hands-down favorite. Um, different herbs and scents. Uh, we talked about basically... Th- so, oh, my God. Why can I not fucking speak again? About how scents, smells, aromas can aid with this. Um, We talked about creating, cleansing, centering, and grounding yourself. Meditation, alternative meditation. um, Listening to the energy around you, absorbing it, and trying to communicate with it. Uh, Maybe going to a cemetery or a known haunted place. Listening and talking about what you feel. Practicing with pendulums, dowsing rods, tarot cards, oracles. Which we're going to talk more about that this week, actually. Um, we talk about practicing often um, trying to reach out spirits that we may know if possible we talk about holding objects um, that belong to others that have some type of situation connected to them or something with another person that way you can kind of feel the energy and maybe tell what happened with it Playing and, play and, hide, and play, hide and seek with someone you trust that would uh, you would trust to um, hide something and have you, like, fill it out and try to, like, sense where it's at and everything. These are just little things to get your brain stimulated. There are a lot of fucking things, you know, that that we could do to open our psyche. And that's where I want to get a little deeper this week. Um, last week was more of, like, um, uh, the warm-up of things, honestly. This is where it comes down to really... Um, I guess I don't want to really call it a warm-up. Because it wasn't really a warm-up. There's a lot of things in there that are pretty significant. But... Everyone's going to have their own little clicks or ways that work great right, great for them. So, what works good for one witch may not work great for another. It's just uh, trial and error, honestly. And you just have to work your way through and see what's going what's gonna to work for you, what's going to feel right for you. Again, it's not something that you should really um, push. If it does, if you don't feel it, if you're not really feeling like it's clicking with you or it's not really working, then... By all means, don't feel like you need to continue doing that one or trying to make that work because if it's not gonna work, it's not gonna work. So, doing it over and over and over and expecting a different result without changing any of the factors is just insanity. So, um, one of the biggest things that holds, witches back from opening their self, well, anybody really, but holds them back from opening their psyche up and um, connecting with that, that inner self that we have buried away is fear. We have become so afraid of being wrong or of, um, and not working or, or just failure in general that we are too scared to even try. And that sucks because we're taking away from ourselves experiences that could be life-changing or that could truly help us to feel better or to feel like we've accomplished something big because we are fucking scared and that just should not be the case. So, um... We have to get over our fear. We have to stop second-guessing ourselves. And yes, I know. I just talked about how I do that all the time. But we have to... uh, We really have to work on that. So... uh, Just trust your gut, guys. I know it's hard. I know we have just second-guessed ourselves. And like I said in episode one, we have been taught from a very young age that it's our imagination. Our mind's playing tricks on us. Or we didn't actually hear that. We didn't see that. We're... It's just some logical explanation for it. But sometimes the truth is, there's not a logical explanation. It is what we consider to be logical. A fucking spirit or energy or quote-unquote a ghost. It is something other or it is our psyche telling us something. Premonitions are fucking huge. And when things like that happen and we have a premonition. And then it, it, it comes true and we're like, oh, it's just a coincidence that... It's not a fucking coincidence, okay? You had that premonition for a reason. Your psyche was telling you something was about to happen and wanted you to listen. And you played it off as if it was a coincidence. Now, it, it's fucked up. I can't even name how many times I've had this shit happen um, without me going into my long old stories. I've told you guys these before. But um, I had a dream the night before that I had my, my youngest son that I went to labor that next morning on the way to the doctor's office. I was, uh, 30, 38 weeks, 39 weeks, back then, you didn't, like, you just went, like, you, you could go 42 weeks, 43 weeks, like, it was just, they would let you go, and then finally, after, like, a month, they'd be like, alright, yeah, we we should probably go ahead and play and induce you, there was no, pick your date, or, we're gonna induce you, you know, 39 weeks and four days, or none of that shit, it was, you're pregnant as long as you're pregnant, unless you're, like, you know, 50 weeks pregnant, or, You know, or not 50 weeks, but, like, 44 weeks pregnant 45 weeks. And they'll be like, yeah, I guess we shouldn't do shoot. Back then, it was just, you just fucking went. So, um, I was five days before my due date. And we were on my way for my weekly doctor appointment. And during the night before that, I went to labor on the way. Now, my first child, um, I went to labor on my due date and had him the next day. I was in labor for 17 and a half hours. With Brady, I... I had that dream, and so when we woke up, I told Travis, I said, grab everything, grab the car seat, grab my bag, grab the baby's bag, grab everything, grab stuff for Mace because obviously we were taking Mace with us because you know he was just gonna go with us. So we went to take everything. And Travis was like, It's just a doctor's appointment, they're not gonna induce you or anything, just you know, it'll be fine. I was like, No, trust me, look, I had this dream, I went to labor on the way, take everything. So we did, and I'll be damned if on the way up there we didn't get to West Point, just like my fucking dream and I went to labor and this was before cell phones were you know big so I didn't have a cell phone to call and tell my family I think I I think we did but I think we left it at home like we didn't take it with us or anything and so we get to the um doctor appointment and they're like why did you come here like go straight to the hospital you are in labor thankfully they were connected so they just literally took me down this long haul and um I was over in labor and delivery but We couldn't get a hold of anybody because you couldn't call out of town from there. Like, they wouldn't let you call out of town. Uh, Back then, there was long distance and everything. So, we called my aunt who worked at a factory in Lafayette as a, uh, like, a receptionist. So, we called her and I'm like, hey, I'm in labor. Can you call my mom and have my mom call Travis's mom? Like, just call everybody, tell them I'm in labor. So... They're like, yeah, or she said, yeah, you know, and call everybody, and everybody took their sweet-ass time getting up there, because with Mace, I was in labor 17 and a half hours. With Brady, I was in labor, like, three. Like, total from the car ride, like, me, literally, um, going into, you know, filling it right there, the first contraction of labor to push babies out, done, three and a half hours total, like, or nine and a half, I think it was just, like, three. So everybody took their time getting there, and they literally, um, I mean, everything went like my dream, like, Mace was freaking out. I decided to go with epidural, but by the time they pulled the needle out, it was time to push, so it was literally, like, did nothing at all. Completely fucking natural eight and a half pound baby, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, um, I trusted my gut that time, and it was legit. The time before that, I did not trust my gut. The, the time before that is why I always trust my gut now. I was working at said factory where my aunt worked and this was before I met Travis and I had a dream that night before that I got into a wreck, a car accident on the way up there because the car was on my side of the road and I had to swerve and then I went to a wreck or went to the ditch and wrecked and so when I got up to leave that morning I told my mom I was like man I don't I mean this was right after graduating high school I told my mom I was like yeah I don't know if I want to go like I just I, this was so horrible I had this dream that I got in this car accident and you know all this crap at my home was like oh well you know it's fine it's fine it's fine Well I uh Left the house and realized I did not have My cell phone so I'm like nope I gotta go Back and get my cell phone just in case Cause you know I didn't know if I wanted to hook up With some friends later or whatever so I Went back grabbed my cell phone And I'll be damned if when I got around that fucking curb in that same Exact spot there was a fucking car Come around the white car just like my fucking Dream on my side of the road And I went in that fucking ditch and I wrecked And I, just like my dream, I'm highly allergic to poison oak, poison ivy, and poison sumac. Like, fucking deathly allergic. I have to go get shots and go to the emergency room. I will swell up like a fucking Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade bloom. Uh, It's pretty bad. So in my dream, I rolled out into a field of the shit. Well, in reality, I had to climb out my car window because my door went open. And I rolled out into a fucking field of the shit. I was covered to head, from head to toe. When I bent my knee, all or my leg, you know, I bent right there. All the shit squirted out the back of my uh, my kneecap. Like, back of my leg. Like, what do you call that? It's not like your elbow. but It's like your leg elbow, like the inside part. But it's like your knee behind your knee. The backside of your knee. I don't fucking know what it's called. Anyway, the back of my pants, were like, behind my knee is... Or fucking soaked and stiffed with the fucking nasty shit that came out of my leg from me bending my leg to walk. Just a hair bit. So, from that day, anytime I got a premonition, I fucking trusted it. Now, I, I'm not as strong with it as I used to be now. I do feel kind of like I need to get back more on that and I need to pay more attention. But, it was pretty rough because, uh, I mean, you have the habit to you and that's a fucking life-changing situation. So, from that day, I learned to trust my premonitions. And for the most part, like I said, I do, I just do second guess them sometimes just because, you know, I'm really good at telling you guys what to do, but not following through for myself. So don't be afraid to trust your gut. Don't be scared of yourself. Don't be too scared to not know what could happen. Practice daily. That is the only way to get better at something is to practice, practice, practice. So Every day, practice some part of opening your psyche or um, trying to work on your abilities. We just have to sharpen those skills, and if we don't use them, they are going to fade. It never truly goes away, like I've said, but they do fade dramatically, so stay on top of them. Um, that that little girl, little boy, uh, little whomever you were when you were little... That knew all these things. They could sense all this shit. is still buried in you. You just need to, to get them out. Um, so, one little thing that I I tried years ago. And I, I don't know. I thought maybe I was weird. But I actually saw it again on someone's research a couple of years ago. I thought, ah, I guess I'm not fucking crazy. When you feel emotions or sense energies around you, assign a color to that. So, for instance, like peacefulness and tranquility. I a sign with white and like a light blue like the lightest blue that's almost like a white you know I'm talking about that kind of shade and like a like a very very light purple like a super light light purple basically any super light pastels that are almost white I associate those with like calming peace and tranquility um love and passion like strong love and passion is fire red um, anger is dark, dark red with black. Um, friendship and, and happiness is yellow. Now, you can assign whatever colors you want to this. Excuse me. And whatever's going to be easier for you to remember. And sometimes we, you may already subconsciously um, associate colors with these emotions, feelings, energies anyway. So, just kind of sit and think a little bit and and make yourself feel different emotions by triggering things and then see what color you see when you uh, close your eyes while that's going on. But anyway, so once you start assigning colors to these different emotions, you are going to start noticing that when you are around people, you're going to start seeing those colors. Um, It's kind of like doing an aura reading, like you're reading someone's aura. Aura? I can't speak today. Um, But it's the energy around or the energy in the air not just the person's aura and energy so um if you see two lovers you know two people that are in a relationship sitting there holding hands or you know having a romantic moment or something you might see pink or some red in the air just some love for whatever i mean whatever color you associate with it um you might see the the air and energy around them as being pink or if you see some friends out having fun taking pictures of the mall or something you know or just having a good time out shopping you might see yellow in the air just see it in your eyes or your head or whatever however you associate it with so this is a good way to get yourself um when you start assigning these colors to the emotions and energies you're starting to visualize these things before you are even around them and if you practice with this, these energies, it's going to be like second nature. You can just look over, you know, an area and just see it and automatically be able to read the energy there and read the room and, um, feel these emotions and sense these emotions. Now it kind of goes along with scan the room. Um, this is a really cool technique. So, uh, <laughs> it's not really a technique. It's, it's a combination here. So number one, you, you really, If you're trying to open your psyche, it's huge that you work on uh, becoming aware of your surroundings big time. And honestly, in 2021 and going into 2022, things are getting fucking crazy. So, it's a really good idea to always be very aware of your surroundings. Because you never know who's out there, who's around you, or what the fuck's going on. Because it's getting more and more fucked up every day. Especially here in the U.S. Um, I know some other countries that don't have near... The issues do we have, some have worse issues. We all have our own problems in different ways, but um, crime is getting pretty rough in America for, for some areas. Um, where I'm at it's not, but the town that we go to to do most of our shopping, is uh, it is getting rough. So that's definitely something that you um, want to make sure you are being very aware of the surroundings. Our safety is just a huge, huge part of this, Um, not only in our world as as witches and uh, warlocks if that's what you go by, but just as human beings, our safety is uh, is really in question right now, especially as we are preparing to uh, enter World War III, which again, I will not go into politics, but it is getting pretty rough, so um, take a moment and, and check out some news and and see where we're at because things are getting fucking scary as fuck. But back to the whole point of the episode: scan the room. So it's a practice of becoming more aware of everything around you. And again, that that's just something as it's good practice for everyone. But reading the room, and this this goes along with the um, the saying colors and such. But scan the room. Okay, get used to being really aware of your surroundings. And study how things in there make you feel like literally just start in a corner and kind of scan across and and look at everything and it doesn't have to be in your house you should actually be doing this wherever you are but start in your home somewhere where you're comfortable and just kind of look around and see what makes you feel off or what makes you feel a certain way I mean it could be a good way a bad way but just scan around the room and see how things make you feel take time I mean this isn't something you can do in five minutes this is something that you really need to designate um, some time for and and just look around absorb the feelings and really take in how things make you feel to the point where if you notice something moving that you may question it or kind of wonder what the fuck is happening but different things are are going to make you feel different ways there's obviously lots of um different objects that are going to trigger things for you. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word I was looking for. Either way, it is um, really important to be aware of how these things make you feel because this can affect you and your psyche. And so this could be um, even a way that you're going to find new triggers that you weren't quite sure that you have, quite, weren't quite aware of that you even had. And these aren't triggers like, um, you know, bad suppression type things or Um, PTSD triggers these can be triggers of like joy or happiness or triggers of something scary triggers of just any emotion in general all but you need to know these triggers so that you can be able to assign them to okay, so these things make me feel a certain way. What's the story with that? What is that connection? Why do I have this feel towards that? And not only is this helpful in opening your psyche, but it's also helpful in shadow work too. So, um, this gain in the room technique is really good, just good practice for all kinds of witchcraft, really. But it goes along with the whole um, assigning colors and energies and emotions and everything because. When you are in a public place. Or you are somewhere that is not your home. It's not your uh, your safety circle. You. Uh, Comfort circle. Comfort com- circle. Jesus fuck. You know what I mean. Oh my god. If it's not your area that you are very comfortable in. If you are in a different area. And you um, take the time to quote unquote scan the room. And start feeling these colors. And and seeing the colors, feeling the energies, then your psyche is kind of opening up and you are taking in things that are going on without even being over there. You're just observing it and feeling it because you're reading that energy. You're feeling that energy. And this is a great practice to just kind of, or I'm sorry, great technique to just practice and, and work with that. And that way you're Anywhere you go, you're, you're able to practice. I mean, no one's really going to be like, Yeah, why is that girl just looking around all weird? Because everybody just kind of looks around. And it's not like you're just staring massively at one fucking person. You're just kind of... Just looking around, you know, like you're bored. And nobody's going to think twice of it. when the whole time you're sitting there practicing your magic. And it's pretty fucking cool. But it's also a really good way to... Um, make you get in the habit of being aware of your surroundings, which again, like I said, with everything getting so fucked up and crazy, it's uh, really good to just kind of get in that fucking habit of knowing what the fuck's around you, who's around you, what's happening. I have this big thing of always um, knowing my exits because I have the fear of being trapped in somewhere. I think it has to do with my past life. 90% positive I died on a beach in California. Something happened um, I want to say like a shipwreck or something. I was trapped underneath in boat or something in the ocean or underneath something. Or maybe I fucking ate by a fucking eight by shark or something. Whale or something stuck in a stomach. I'm not sure, but I was stuck somewhere for sure. Anyway. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I have this really bad habit or good habit, I guess. Of when I go into a new place, I find my exits. I look around and observe, okay, if something happens, I can get out there. If somebody comes in from this way or something happens over here, I can exit over there. I can go through that window. I can get out over there. There's tools I can use over there to defend myself. I can take that fire extinguisher and bash somebody over the head if they come after me. This is where my brain goes. I'm not sure why, but it's always kind of been like that. And as I've practiced my craft more, it's gotten, gotten, it's gotten stronger and more... Um, just habit like it just fucking happens and i'll tell myself okay stop stop doing that but it fucking happens anyway like i can't stop myself it just does so fucking crazy but it is another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help Alright, so this is another part that goes along with opening your psyche. I just want to make sure you guys know that all of these are different techniques to add together to open your psyche. It's not something that's just like, okay, pick this one individual, you know, um, tactic that I'm telling you and it's going to just completely open it. All of this together is uh, very helpful. If you don't choose to do every single one of them, that's okay, but you also can't just pick one and think that that's going to open it all the way. So. Um, this is one of my favorites because I have some very fucked up dreams and actually Travis has way more fucked up dreams than I do. And I have found, well, he has found, but I've observed that what he eats has an effect on his fucking dreams and how fucked up they are. And I just said fuck a lot, but this is how intense I feel about this shit. So dreams, your fucking dreams, dreams is like a window into your subconscious that we don't get to see why we are awake so dream world is so fucking fascinating to me like super fucking fascinating I used to have a book on interpreting your dreams and what they all meant and I fucking lost it pretty sure unless someone borrowed it and they never returned it so now, like, when I let someone borrow it, I literally take a picture of them holding my book. And then when they give it back, I'll, like, take a picture of them giving it back. So that way they can't be like, oh, yeah, I give it back to you. No, you fucking didn't, okay? You didn't give me my book back, and I need it back. But I'm not a bitch, so I'm not going to be shitty like that and be like, okay, yeah, you did it. I just lost it. And then I'm going to rebuy the book because I'm not an asshole, even though I want to be. But, no, seriously. So, dreams. Dreams fucking blow my mind because... We are literally taking a look. It's like peeking behind the window with The Wizard of Oz. Don't even get me started on that fucking movie. Because those fucking flying monkeys gave me nightmares. Forever. And my bitch ass cousin Megan. Megan if you're listening. I still hate you for this. Love you. But this shit just still fucking irritates me. So I've always hated Wizard of Oz. Always. Because our fucking witch and her flying monkeys pissed me off. The witch, wicked witch of the west. Okay. It's bitch. But, I digress. No. Like, her monkeys seriously give me serious fucking nightmares. To this day, I still can't watch that movie because of the fucking monkeys. Even though I know, like, it's all fake and everything behind it. But I still just fucking... Oh, I can't handle it. Anyway. So, my cousin used to spend the night with us all the time. My mom, like... So, my mom and my, sister, my aunt are like... Okay, what the fuck was that? They're, like, um, way far apart in age. So, my aunt's kids, which are my cousins, were like grandkids to my aunt. It was weird, but they were. So, I always had my damn niece spend the night. Or my cousin, which was my mom's niece, always spend the night and hated it. Like, I didn't hate it, but it just pissed me off all the time because she always got her way. She was always the one that got everything and she loved The Wizards of Oz. and she knew I fucking hated it. So, this little witch would literally... Ask my mom all the time. Oh, can you put on The Wizard of Oz? The MPM. Can we watch The Wizard of Oz? No, and I fucking hated it. And then my mom would be like, "Cassie, sitting there and watch it with her. Don't want Megan to be in there by herself. Watch it with her. She's too little to be by herself." Yeah. Well, I shouldn't have babysitter. Okay. I'm not the one who wanted her to come over. I'm not the one to volunteer to watch her. So I'm stuck watching the fucking Wizard of Oz, and I fucking hated it. But <laughs> where was I going with this? Oh yeah, the nightmares. Those fucking monkeys gave me nightmares. So from then on, like, it was always just a very fucked up thing, with, I was wondering, like, why was I so scared of those, and I don't know, to this day, like, I still have never figured that out, but I think it was something to do with the basement, where I watched it, because my parents' basement always used to give me fucked up, uh, dreams, and and nightmares, and problems, and stuff, also, that's where the man in the cowboy hat lives, is in the basement, so, um, that's a whole nother episode, I think I mentioned it a little bit in one other one, too, I've mentioned it before, but anyway, that's a whole ass fucking other episode, anyway, So, um, dreams. Huge part, right? Okay, shit has fallen here and I'm fucking over it. It's freaking me out. This is like last week. Do you guys remember last week when shit started going off? And then the week before. And all kinds of weird noises were happening. But they're happening again. Okay. So, dreams. I'm gonna, like, just continue and power through all these weird shit. I kept having this reoccurring dream as a kid that a lion was in my fucking kitchen... and it would chase me... and I was on the counters walking around... and I could walk around on the counters... and I could jump over to the hutch... and then jump to the back... which we call the back porch... but it wasn't a porch... it was just the laundry room... Um, and I could jump to the washer and dryer in the laundry room... and jump to my bedroom... and he couldn't get in my bedroom... but he couldn't get me if I was on top of the counters... or on top of the washer and dryer... and actually now I look back... I think she was a female lion... But, in my... When I was little, I clearly wasn't, you know... No, no, no. It was definitely a male. There was another female thing. Anyway. um, But, for some reason, she couldn't jump... Or, he couldn't jump up on the counters. Or, the washer and dryer. So, those were safe spaces. And, my bedroom was a safe space. But, anywhere if I touched the floor, he could eat me. And, I had this dream over and fucking over and over and over for years. Even into high school. Had this fucking dream... And then when I decided to just fucking gain some courage about things and start standing up for myself, the dream stopped. Fucking stopped. Because I used to be very shy and quiet and timid and I would get, you know, let people like walk over me and make fun of me. I used to get made fun of for my weight because I have body dysmorphia very badly. Even though I am not like a giant blimp, I feel like a blimp. Like I feel like an obese person. Um, nothing wrong with if you are overweight or anything like that, which I am, I'm clearly very overweight, but I'm not, um, in my mind I was very obese and, you know, needed to be, like, bedridden because of it, um, and again, no offense if you are at all, but I just, that's how I felt by looking at my body all the time. So I got made fun of for, um, because, I don't even remember how it started, someone called me fat and I flipped out and, you know, when you're a kid, if, uh, someone makes fun of you and you react to it they will hang on to that for every fucking last bit that they have so um I I took that and I just bawled and balled and bald and hated it and so I saw myself as this giant fucking blunt forever and when I finally got courage to um wear things that you know were perfectly fine for my size and um lost some weight and and was considered, you know, actually nice looking in my brain, but obviously I was nice looking the whole time. I'm not trying to be like, braggy. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, I know it sounds like I'm just being a very fucked up little, like, conceited bitch, but I'm not. I swear. Um, I, I got some courage, okay? I, I got my fucking courage, and the dream went away. as a fucking lion chasing me. <laughs> so, that that's where the whole Wizard of Oz shit tied into. Um, because the Cowardly Lion, I had no courage. That dream went away when I started standing up for myself. My fucking courage was chasing me and trying to fucking tell me to grow a fucking pair of balls. To grow up and just fucking not be a pussy anymore. And once I did, it went away. As I got older and became scaredy-cat again about different things, the fucking dream came back. But when I get my courage back, it fucking goes away. So this is what I'm saying, like dreams fascinate me because it was my subconscious telling me to grow the fuck up and stand up for myself and i did and the lion went away but dreams dream magic is a thing obviously but in this aspect of it we're talking about understanding your subconsciousness and putting it to good use and listening to it and your your shit so Remember I told you in the beginning, I talked about those premonitions I had and the dreams and shit. This is where it all comes in as being highly fucking important. So, I want you guys to, if you are into this, I'm going to suggest. You don't have to. I'm not telling you what to fucking do. Again, say it with me. There's no wrong way to be a witch. So, if you don't want to fucking do it, don't fucking do it. I don't care. But, I would highly suggest getting a journal. You could literally get a pad of paper, little notebook for a dollar, a dollar journal. Not trying to rub my store, but woo-woo. Um the fucking dollar tree too. Actually the dollar twenty-five tree now. Um did you guys see that shit everything went up because people stealing and shit. Fucking assholes. Anyway. Get you something to write in. And a pen, pencil, whatever you choose to write with a writing utensil, if you will. Keep it next to your bed. And when you wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, whenever you wake up or, or right away, as soon as you fucking wake up. Like, don't even go pee first. Like, fucking take a drink. Whatever you gotta do. I don't care. Write down that fucking dream. Even write down some part of it. Enough that will trigger it. For when you are, like, fully awake later. That you can look back on. And give you enough of a clue as to what you were talking about. So, you'll be like, oh, yeah. I remember now. And those pieces will come back. And then you can take the time to find a reputable site. If you're going to do it online. Or get yourself a dream book. Um, I'll, I'll post a few links in the Facebook group to the, uh, the dream website that I like to look for reference, but until I get my fucking book replaced. Anyway, um, but write those down and then when you are awake and you have time to center yourself, ground yourself, take the time to look up what those fucking things mean. Why you were getting these. Now, not all dreams are going to mean something. Not all dreams are going to have very deep, you know, prolific fucking meaning. Some of it could be as, as minor as, hey, remember to take the trash out, like literally take the fucking trash to the curb, like your, your brain is telling you to take the trash out by showing you getting rid of like crazy shit or clean your house like fucking crazy or something fucked up that's just signifying, hey, take trash out, take trash out, be clean, take trash out. It could be fucking minimal like that. But it could be fucking hugely significant. And be a premonition to something else. Or be leading you somewhere else. Or um, trying to give you clues as to something. Because our subconscious is so fucking buried. And it's just would be amazing just to dive right into our subconscious. And be able to live there. But we're not all there to be able to do that all the way. So um, we, we don't always have that option. So dream journaling is fucking huge. Because you can wake up and write down just enough to to trigger that shit look it up piece it all together do not be afraid to trust your gut again with this like if it's something you know showing you say the meaning of the dream is that there's someone shady in your life and you've been questioning someone in your life and then this pops up trust your gut. I'm not saying completely cut the person off completely, but do some more investigation to see why you're having these feelings, why you feel this way, because your psyche is telling you that, that, that you should be watching out for this, or that this is something you need to pay attention to, or this is something big, or huge, or, or something, it's giving you this fucking information for a reason, and this is all part of opening our psyche, and our third eye, and our sensitive side, or whatever the fuck you choose to call it, because everybody, you know, wants to call it something else, I don't call myself psychic, I don't call myself medium, I call myself highly sensitive, um, just because that's how I feel, I don't feel like I'm psychic, I don't feel like I can look at someone, and, and tell their complete future without, you know, putting some thought into it, and and different things like that. I don't feel like somebody can come to me with a murder investigation and be like... Yes, Cassie, where is this body buried? Here is a piece of her clothing. I'm not going to be like... Oh, yeah, it's on 5th Avenue in New York. Yeah, I I can't do that. But I can do a lot of things that other people can't. So, um, I'm highly sensitive, but I'm not completely psychic. I hope that makes sense. Anyway. these uh, The dream magic is a great way to look into our subconscious. And it helps open that psyche up. Because the more that we look into why we're feeling these ways or the dreams that we're having or whatever the case may be the more we're able to kind of get a glimpse into that subconsciousness and our sub psyche and then we can kind of open up more and slowly coax the her he them out and, and and into the open where they can work with us more so for me it's fucking huge like super huge why we're on the topic of journaling Journal the shit out of this, guys. Even if it's literally just writing down a few little notes as you're going along this path of opening your psyche and third eye and whatever the fuck you want to call it. Literally journal it. Because it is so cool to look back and see your journey and to see where you started and where you're at now and how much things have changed and how excited you got with the little things in the beginning compared to the big things towards the end, you know, as you go further on. It's definitely worth it to be able to look back on all of that and be like, damn, I was just so excited when it was little. Look how far I've come. It's just a great way to help you see how far you've come as well and um, to kind of boost your, your morality of realizing how, you know, what you're doing and that it's really working for you and uh, things are actually going great and it's, it's just really cool. So practice with reading people's energies and your auras, like I said before. And how they make you feel. Trust your gut. Like, I cannot say it enough to trust your fucking gut, especially when it comes to people. If you feel like someone's shady and they got some secrets or some fucked up shit, follow up. Do some investigation. Figure out why you feel that. Read their aura. See what color pops up that you may associate with their energy. It's just another form of practice reading, And you can literally read people on the subway. And you know what? You're going to get it wrong sometimes. Because they always say, oh, don't judge a book by its cover. It's not like you're just judging by the way they look. It's by the way the feel. And the energy they give off. Because once you start doing this, you're going to start feeling fucking energy. Way crazier than you've ever felt before. Right now, I guarantee you. I was like, I'm not taking a breath. I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. Right now, I guarantee you that you feel people's energy. And you second guess it as, oh, it's maybe just, you know, this or that or... Um, something and something caused you to second guess it but you feel people's energy right now way stronger than people who don't practice what we practice and you probably second guess yourself all the time and think oh no I'm just being dramatic or no I shouldn't judge that's rude you're not judging just by the way they look it's by the way they make you feel and sometimes we can't distinguish the two because we are telling ourselves like that we can't feel those things, or we're second, you know, we're, we're not believing ourselves, so we're like, oh, I'm just judging because of this, or that, or whatever, but here's the thing, like, so when we watch TV shows, or whatever, or, like, murder mystery documentaries, whatever, before I even know, like, that they tell me who the killer is, or who the bad people are, or whatever, especially, like, reality shit, and, like, live people, I wouldn't really say, like, reality, because most of that's fake, but you know what I mean, like, Even, like, live news or events or whatever, I can fucking read people by the energy that they give off, even on fucking TV. And once you practice this this more and more, you're going to be able to be like, yep, that that person's bad news right away. Like, um, no. Right away. Like, you're really going to be able to start feeling this shit right off the, like, right from the beginning. You're going to feel like an asshole sometimes because you're going to feel like you're just constantly judging people. But I promise you, you're not an asshole. You're protecting yourself. Because some of these people really will fucking hurt you. And not fucking bat an eye at it. You guys all remember me bitching about and my coworker, that fucking twat waffle. She was the same way. She would fucking hurt me in a heartbeat and not care. And everybody else was like, oh, she's so sweet. I love her. I knew from the first day I met her, she was going to be fucking horrible. Like it was going to be an issue. And I was right. And the person who took my job last there and tried to work with her... Fucking used to call me all the time. Be like, oh my god, how did you deal with this woman? Because she's fucking crazy. And I read that shit right away. And lots of people just... Like, oh, she's so sweet. No, she's fucking not. So... Yeah. So, you may feel like an asshole sometimes because you're you're quick judging people. But it's not that you're an asshole. It's just because you're reading them. And you're seeing the side that they don't want people to see. You're feeling that energy that they can't hide. They can hide their their narcissistic ways they can put on a show in front of other people in front of you even but once you've opened your psyche you they can't hide that fucking energy that they admit because that's just who they fucking are and you know they can't hide it because it's just going to come off of them like fucking crazy because they're fucking asshole people. Assholes. Okay, so this is probably one of my favorite techniques, um, exercises, if you will. It's pretty fun, but it's also like kind of silly, so it's which makes it fun. But I like to like try to predict how things look, uh, places, people, like whatever. So um, like I don't know. I'm sure you guys have listened to podcasts. Um, I listen to a lot of murder mystery podcasts, true crime shit. So I like to try to picture how these people look that either the hosts or um, like the, the, the people that they're talking about, the subject matter of the podcast. So I like to try to like listen to it and then picture how they look or the places that they're talking about, the houses or the town or whatever. And I like to try to picture in my head what I think they look like and then go look it up and see how close I am. And honestly, in the beginning, I used to, like, not be good at this. But then I got really fucking good at it. I know it fucking sounds stupid, but I swear to you, it's a real thing. And it's actually kind of fun because it's like a game with yourself. But it honestly started, what made me do this years and years and years fucking ago, was when I was little, I always listened to Z96, which was our local, like, um, new pop music radio station. Actually, back in the day, when just pop. It was literally, like, everything. Like, hard rock and uh, any kind of new music. This was, like, back in the time where, like, you would sit next to the (laughs) radio. This is, I'm going to tell how old I am. Um, You'd sit next to the radio and you'd wait for your favorite song to come on. Then you'd hit record and have your boombox next to the radio so you can record it. Or, you know, whatever you're recording. Because sometimes our recorders... Or not. Right next to. Or not attached to the fucking radio. So you had to do two separate things. But. Uh, yeah. That was like the best thing. You had to shut the fuck up. And not talk while I was recording. Because it would pick up anything that you talked about. Or. Um, that was fucking weird. It wouldn't do any of that. So you had to like just be quiet. And. Uh, listen. And it was so fucking fun. But anyway. Um, I was listening to. Always listening to the same. Uh, DJ on there. For life of me, I can't think of his name. But I won a prize. So, to have my mom and dad take me to Z96 to pick it up. And I just kept thinking, I wonder what this guy looks like. I wonder what this guy looks like. I had this whole picture in my head the entire time of me listening to him on the radio, what he looked like. And when I got there to pick up my prize, I'll be damned if he did not fucking look like that. He literally looked like a, a different version, like a younger version of Pat Sajak from The Wheel of Fortune. Because in my head, that's what he sounded like. And I spent so many years listening to this man. And then when I won the prize and I got up there... And he just happened to be, like, in the studio when I went to go pick up my prize. Now, half those DJs aren't even in the same fucking state, let alone the studio. But it was just the coolest thing ever. And it made me really, like, think, I wonder how many other people, you know, I... Or things I can picture. And that's when I was little. And then, of course, I stopped doing it for a long time. And then I started picking it back up. I was really rusty on it, but... I've gotten pretty fucking good at it now. So it's really cool to... Um... Hey guys, did you hear that? It was the loudest fucking truck. We haven't heard that in a while. Anyway, um... It's just really... It's really cool to do that and see... And sometimes you're dead fucking wrong. And that's what I really like is when I'm dead fucking wrong. Because you know that that is a person who is kind of like us. Who has their fucking borders up. And they have a fucking shield around them. Like fucking crazy. So, you can't read them. You can't read their... Or you can't read shit about them. And I fucking love that. I hate being wrong. But I love that that tells me what kind of person they are right there. Like, I just fucking love that. Now... You probably hear my voice and picture something different. But, I'm sure some of you fucking, you know, picture me right dead on. And, I am guess, guess it's not like I hide it because I'm right there on Facebook. Like, that's my face. That's me. I'm not hiding it. But, anyway. It's really cool. Um, I have a lot of fun with it. And, it's just kind of fun to just kind of picture. And, sometimes you can't really describe it. So, it's not really a practice or an exercise that you can do with other people. But... It is something that's fun. I mean, you can kind of describe them and... And give an idea what you think. Or find someone that you think closely would resemble, like... The whole... Pa- Sa- Pat Sajak thing. Explain to someone... Oh, they think they kind of look like this person with a little difference or whatever. And then when you see them... Uh, when you look them up or whatever. And today, it's way easier to do this than it was back then. Because you have to, like, go find that person. Or that place or drive there. But now you can literally just Google it and... Uh, images pop right up so uh opening your chakras that's the next thing so we did a whole episode on this back in season one um i really need to revisit that and redo that episode but it was a lot of fun um going through all that again you can't just skip um the root chakra and all of the others like and just go right to the the third eye chakra, you have to start the root. You have to, have to, have to. You just won't be able to fully do it if you do not start and do it in order. Um, even when they're blocked. Like, say you have one blocked your heart chakra. You gotta start the root. Work your way up. Um, it's not just, like, a quick fix. Like, ooh, I'm, I'm gonna take my 15-minute break and go with my chakras. That's just not gonna fly. I'm sorry. Um I wish there was, like, a quick... And, yeah, but there's not. So... If you couldn't hear that, that was me snapping my fingers. I keep forgetting like you guys can't see me. So, I don't think you could see me. Which, I still need to make that happen. I just... When I do these, I'm just exhausted. It's like the end of the night. I'm like squeezing it in usually. And I'm not, you know... I'm not real exciting to see. Because I'm literally just sitting in my room most time just looking around. And, and you know... Looking to see what kind of energy's in here. Because there's always something in here. Or somebody, I should say, in here with me when I'm doing these. So... Not like a human living person, but their energy is definitely in here every fucking time. I don't think, obviously, they're not living. They're gone. There's a fucking energy in here every time. That's the word I'm looking for. There's fucking energy in here. So, opening your chakras is really important if you're going to try to open your psyche. Um, Opening your third eye is not something that's just easy to do and um, can be done overnight or done in like, you know instant session it's gonna take a while and some work you're probably gonna get stressed with it you're probably gonna get frustrated but uh, once you fully open and there are stages of opening i'm not saying that you know you you're not possible to open it on the first try a little bit because there are different stages of it i mean to be fully fucking open and have that full awareness is gonna be a life-changing shit too by the way um, I will admit, I am not fully open. I, I'm i not 100% fully have my third eye open. And it's it's kind of good, because I'm a little scared what the fuck would happen. Because once you completely open that, it's, it fades, but it's never fucking shut completely. And it's something that I'm not really prepared for all the way yet. I have a hard enough time dealing with fucking people and energies and... Everything the way it is. Being an empath and already feeling up people's shit. If I open my third eye all the way. And then I can literally just feel everything. And see everything all the time. It's going to be fucked up. So yeah. I'm just not ready for that yet. Tarot and Oracle cards. Okay guys. So I did mention this in the first episode. Um, with the tools. I didn't really get into it. Actually I listed it. I don't remember if I actually said it or not. Um, yeah. This is where it's your choice what you want to do. You can absolutely use tarot and oracle cards to start practicing on opening your psyche, but you have to really take the time to learn about the cards. It's not something you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to pick it up and just do a reading and then look up what the meaning says and, and go from there and not actually learn it. If you are going to do tarot or oracle, you really, really, really got the time to actually do Tarot and Oracle. Um, tarot is different from Oracle. Obviously, we've talked about in the past. We have broke it down. Um, Oracle, the cards literally say right on there a uh, one word or one sentence phrase for, like, what they are. But uh, Tarot is all about the meanings behind the cards, like the Eight of Cups and the Son of Wands. And, I mean, every card is different. So, uh, it's really you getting to know your deck and getting to feel the energy from your deck now you can get card me on like i said we we if you really want to know the whole breakdown on uh, tarot you can go back to those episodes i think that was a two-parter but it's not just something that you can just be like oh yeah i'm just gonna grab me a deck and do a one card pull and look up what that card means every time and you know not actually put any effort into it because tarot reading is not something that's just like a a game it's, it's not a game at all it is definitely something that takes some practice and some skill and getting used to and reading the cards because depending on situation cards could have different meanings um it depends on how you interpret them uh, for the situation so for instance, say that you're talking about career and business and you have the Eight of Cups come up. And the Eight of Cups is about emotional heartache, things like that. Well, that's going to be a weird card for it to come up in like a business deal or something. So, you have to kind of interpret why, why that card would be part of that. And figure out how that works. And then that's where your psyche comes in and, and your sensitivity. So, that's where it's really important that if you're going to fuck with cards that you take time to actually learn about cards and do it right and don't just fuck with it. Just to fuck with it. The last technique slash tool. That I want to talk about. Is very controversial. We've talked about it before. Everybody has different opinions on it. The speaking board. Also known as the Ouija board. Here's the thing. If they are used correctly. And properly. Safely. They are an amazing fucking tool to communicate. With different spirits, energy, whatever—the undead, um, formerly living, or formerly just a fucking energy that could be evil—it doesn't matter. You can connect with all kinds of shit on there. You have to be fucking cautious. Like I literally, in my in my notes here, wrote "Use caution" in all fucking caps with three exclamation points and underlined three times. Caution, 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 because you don't know what the fuck you're opening up. Sometimes, like, you don't know who you're connecting to because sometimes the most of the time, the energy around you is gonna not tell you exactly who they are, or what they do, or or whatever. They're gonna be a little deceitful, especially if they're fucking evil. Um, anything can fucking come through, so you have to use caution, like, major fucking caution, like, I cannot stress enough how much fucking caution you need to use if you're going to use a speaking board. I'm sure if you've been listening to this series for a while, you know that I have had some very fucked up, um, experiences with Ouija boards over the years, talking boards, speaking boards, whatever you want to call them, um... The only ones I call Ouija boards are the actual, like, Ouija board from, like, the Ouija board company from fucking Hasbro. I think that's who makes it. Like, the game fucking people make it. And everybody's like, oh, it's evil. It's an evil board. You know what? Yes, it can be evil. But you have to know how to use it. And you have to actually do things correctly. And you have to use it for that, um... Threat. Like, having the board in the house is not just fucking evil. It's, like, opening up that portal is what causes shit to fucking happen. So... You guys know my mom freaks the fuck out with Ouija boards and blames me for all the bad luck. Even though it was my fucking sister that did that shit, but we're not going to into that whole fucking story of me bitching about that right now. Point is, if you're going to use them again, I can't stress enough fucking use caution. They're not for everybody. Not everybody wants one. Not everybody enjoys the idea. In fact, there are a lot of people who are like, nope, no fucking way, not touching that, not happening. And good for you. If you don't want to. Fucking don't do it. If you want to. Go for it. But use caution. Cast a circle. Don't fucking break that circle. And close that circle when you're done. Before you get away. Or anything gets out. You cannot let whatever you fucking open up. Or talk to out. Like it needs to stay in that circle. While you are doing this. So that you are in control. You are calling the shots. You are making sure that you are protecting yourself. I highly, highly, highly suggest protection fucking everything that you can. Go back to the two episodes when we talk about protection. Do every fucking step on there. Burn fucking everything. Have all the crystals, all the scents, all the fucking herbs, all the oils, all the things when you do this just to be careful and be protected. I'm just worried about safety, guys. I don't want anybody to have anything bad happen or any attachments because I said, Oh, this is a great way to open your psyche. Because it is. It's a great way to work on your sensitivity, but you have to be careful. Y'all, I've had an attachment. It fucking sucks. And it's hard to shake. So, please just don't go down that road. I don't want to hear that happen for you. I'd like to wrap this up with a reminder. Of something from a few episodes back. I'd say like 5 or 10 episodes back. Self-care. Self-care is huge for witches. We talk about it all the time. Especially. If you are working on opening. Your sensitivity. or Your third eye. Your psyche. Whatever it is. You want to call it. This is a highly important time. To make sure you're practicing self-care. Your mental health. It's very important. And going down this road. And opening these things. Will really fuck with your mental health. So. Um, stay protected. Number one. That's that's most important. is That you stay protected. Um, that you keep yourself level. And you keep yourself centered. Ground. All the things. Just self care. Go back to the episode. Re-listen to it. Just so you can make sure that you are taking all the steps you can, doing all the things, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, again, you guys, there's no wrong way to be a witch, I just really, really, really want to stress how important self-care is, um, just in general for people and us, not just, you know, because of what you're about to do with opening your, your psyche and sensitivity, third eye, whatever it is you want to call it, but, um, just because the world is such a fucked up place right now. So, self-care is highly fucking important and and more important when you're doing shit like this. So, yeah. Um, When you do these things, any of these techniques, and you involve outside people, please make sure it's someone you trust. Someone that you um, can fully trust to know that they're not going to fuck with you. And, uh, you know, send you down the wrong path or make you think that you're doing things right or that you're on to something when you're completely off, someone that's gonna lie to you about any parts of it. Um, you don't want anyone setting back your progress. You don't want anyone to fuck up with your confidence of it all. You need someone you highly, highly trust if you're gonna bring in in any outside individuals at all. Um it's just, you know it's it's good. Take time to reflect on what you've learned as you go along this process. That's why journaling is really important. Um you can reflect on how far you've come, but just take time to, to reflect your results, and you don't have to deep journal. I hate writing, like, with my hands. <laughs> with my hands. Take my strong hand. Um, no, I, I don't like writing with a pen and paper or whatever. I just become so used to typing or video Or video, Jesus Christ, Cassie. Uh, Voice memos, things like that. Just because, number one, I don't have time to sit down and write shit all the time. Number two, my handwriting is fucking atrocious. My mom always said I should be a doctor because my handwriting literally looks like chicken scratches. When the kids were in school, like, my handwriting was so bad that I was afraid to even write notes to the school. Because I would think that they would think that the kids fucking wrote it themselves. Because it's that fucking bad. But, um, it's kind of fucked up. It's bad. So, what I do instead is I bullet journal in a way. So, I write down, like, um, little little things that would make me remember. Like, it would jog my memory. Like, um, for instance, I think here. Um, say I would do, I'd write, like, at the top, like, what I was trying to do. Like, what spell it was I was trying to do. And I would write. Um, I'd list the crystals that were involved or whatever else. And um, just list a few little things. And then the results, good, bad, whatever. And then something that will jog my memory to that. So, um... If you are like me and you do not like to write... Uh, that's a good thing you could do. Also, you can use your phone as... And do voice memos. And then you can store those to, like, your computer. Um, you can put them on a flash drive. There, there's so many different ways you can go about this. So, um... I mean, we don't all have to be professional authors to do this. It's something we can all do. But definitely reflecting and recording... Uh what you've learned, your results, and how things are going is a really cool way to, number one, see how far you've come, but number two, see what works for you and what doesn't, so, um, my last bit of advice, guys, is practice, 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 do not get frustrated, I love that word, frustrated, I know I'm saying it wrong, so, I think like casting, oh my gosh, stupid! it's fine, I like it, um, no, just don't get, uh, Don't get bothered if things aren't going as fast as you want. The universe works in in very fucked up ways. And if it's not ready for you to progress yet. Then it's not ready for you to progress yet. And you're not going to. So just hang in there. Keep practicing. Keep trying different techniques. Keep working on it. And before you know it. You're going to be right where you fucking want to be. So. Yeah. I'm going to wrap this up. I got too much shit to fucking do. Damn laundry wish i can just literally be like uh what the fuck's her name samantha from bewitched and switch my nose and everything be fucking dumb that'd be great anywho yeah so that's what i got and next week i think we're gonna have a little bit more funner episode um i'm not really sure i'm gonna decide which one out. Yeah. there's like eight different topics i've got that i'm like back and forth with trying to decide what to do but i don't know we'll see maybe i'll just draw one of a fucking hat and just go from there but yeah, so, if you guys have any questions, need any help, um, just need someone to talk to, someone to bounce your ideas off of, someone just to tell how things are going, just anything, thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com, let me know what's up, hook me up, hook me up, hit me up, um, don't forget to put an emoji or something in the... Um, subject line, so I know that you are, like, a real person who's trying to reach out to me, and not just, like, a spam email that I get all the fucking time trying to tell me, oh, we've been trying to reach you, or hey, I need your help. And then you get on there, and it's like, would you like to know if you qualify for 40% off, blah, blah, blah. No, bitch, I wouldn't, because I don't fucking care about that, because I don't shop there, so. Kindly go off. But, yeah. Um, so, reach out. Again, guys, I do apologize. I always answer right back, but sometimes I'm just a little slow, because I just... I live at my work, and when I come home, I have this bad habit of falling asleep, especially real quick, let me tell y'all, so my ass has been falling asleep hardcore all week long when I come home from work, like, fucking crashing harder than normal, because I, I like to take naps, but, like, you know, half-hour nap here and there at night, it's not, like, multiple nights, but, you know, it's because I get up before the fucking roosters do, but, this week I've been so fucking exhausted that I've just been crashing, like, as soon as I eat, like, I'm out. And I'm out for way longer than my normal, like, half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, I bought some Mucinex because my fucking sinuses have been going crazy, right? Since May, and I thought, fuck it, I've tried everything else, let's try some Mucinex shit, see if that'll help. My dumb ass straight up bought the nighttime kind and did not know. So here I am, trying to make it through my day at work and bust my ass to get these fucking trucks out and do stupid paperwork and watch stupid CBL training videos and everything else. And my ass is like dragging. I'm so fucking tired. I come home to the point where I'm literally so tired. I eat dinner at like 4.30 and I fucking collapse because it was p.m. It was nighttime euthanetics and I did not know. Until I literally was having trouble opening the package to take another dose. The other Friday, I think it was. And I literally read it and I was like, the fuck? And it's nighttime, so, yeah. This dumbass over here bought nighttime medicine. Has been taking it throughout the day. And in the evening and everything. And that's why I couldn't stay awake. So, yeah. Tells you how aware I was of the shit around me let my guard down, damn it, it was heartbreaking, yeah, okay, so, <laughs> for real though, um, if you guys need anything, please reach out, the basicwitch2020 at gmail.com, I will do my best to help in any way I can, also send me, send me your suggestions, I always like hearing what you guys want me to talk about, or go over, or, um, just in general do a, uh, an episode on, so reach out, let me know what's up, the basicwitch2020 at gmail.com, other than that, I'm out. Peace. Bless be. Bye.